Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. We're queer. We're geeks. We're, We're queeks. queeks. Superheroes, Star Wars, Broadway, Drag Race. So if you're super gay, super nerdy, or anything in between, listen to Queeks today. Wherever fine podcasts are sold. And find us on Instagram at Queeks Podcast. Hello, this week I'm joined by the lovely Dr. Brinley Pearlstone, who wears spectacles and unintentionally became a porn star. I hadn't consented. I didn't know that these photos were being used for this kind of stuff. This is Probably True, stories of queer life and even queerer sex. Please be aware that this podcast contains strong language and adult themes. It would be boring without them. I'm going to tell you a story of a little bit of sexual exploration and fetish that most people don't know is a thing, I think, and disability. It starts in three strands. One strand is that I wear very, very strong glasses. Another strand is that I am obviously quite gay, reasonably socially awkward, and in a long-term relationship. And the third strand is that at the time that this was happening, I was very, very broke. And let's go through them in order. So the first strand being the glasses. Ever since I can remember, I have worn glasses. And ever since I can remember, I've worn the strongest glasses of anybody I know. When I was, I think, 21, I had to get a special kind of lens that, that was like a bubble. It's called a lenticular lens. And now my vision keeps getting worse. My prescription at the moment is about minus 28 in my worst eye. And I wear a biconcave lens, which means it's curved on the outside and the inside. It makes my eyes look uh, smaller through my glasses. It sort of shrinks my head within the glasses. And this is just something that's, that I had to live with my whole life. When I first got these special glasses, I really hated them because they made me look different and stood out. But over the years, I learned to love them because they made me look different and stand out. And I get comments on my glasses like, oh, that's fancy glasses. Why do you, why do you wear them? It's like, oh, I need to. And then in September of 2019, I got diagnosed with something called myopic degeneration, which basically means that I'm so short-sighted now, it's starting to affect my eye health. So can't drive and uh, disabled and losing vision. I've noticed this month that I'm starting to go colorblind. That's good fun. So maybe not that fun. But it does have a couple of side-along benefits that come from having to wear super strong glasses. And this is where we get into point number two. I came out at about 21, about the same time as I started wearing these weirdly shaped glasses. Um, I studied physics, super nerdy. Everyone that I knew was kind of socially awkward. And so I trained myself to be kind of socially awkward too. And I met my boyfriend at Swansea University. He's still my boyfriend. He's in the other room cooking dinner. I love food. And also your boyfriend, presumably. Yes, we were in this long-term relationship, uh, now coming up on nine years next month. And for the longest time, we were monogamous because that's what couples do. Monogamy. Only the one. But at about the same time that I got this diagnosis of my eyes, September 2019, he went away to a small town in the south of Spain called Sitges. And uh, when he came back, we were suddenly non-monogamous. And I was quite happy with that because I get to sow my wild oats and uh, explore myself and others. I, you know, I was out for less than a year when I met him and there's a whole lot of exploration to do. Plenty of dicks to suck. 
Mm. I, re- I really miss that. I <laughs> seriously really miss that. But because I was so socially awkward, I never really learned how to deal with male attention, how to, to take that male gaze and enjoy it. Um, and so that's something that I've been learning and relishing and enjoying over the last year and a half since Sieges, since this polygamy thing. It's been quite lovely. If we come back to the glasses now, because it goes back and forth a bit. While I was studying for my PhD, I got this DM on Instagram from this guy who said, oh, I like your glasses and had this really leery tone. And, you know, because I wanted to get better at dealing with male attention, I was sort of probing and not really knowing how, how to, to approach it. And after a while we were speaking, he said that his son's also got really strong glasses and that he finds it, not his son, but the glasses, quite sexy. Ooh, you've got glasses like my son. That's sexy. As opening lines go, it's not the best. Yeah, it, it was a bit off-putting. His next line was, you know, I make lenses and I can make you a pair of glasses, which is a boon because these are about £300 per lens. Christ. Yeah, so I don't know how much I think pictures of myself are worth, but that's a pretty good rate. And he'd offered to make me a pair of glasses and me being socially awkward wasn't quite sure how to go with this. And all of a sudden he was asking me all these seemingly inappropriate questions like, what's your prescription and what's your address so I can send them to you? A nice change from how big's your dick, but still a bit on the intimate side, perhaps. Yeah, I, I, like I say, I wasn't really comfortable with that attention. And so I didn't know how to deal with it. And and, and so I, I blocked him and, and very quickly moved on with my life. Cut to this polygamy thing, multiple gammies, and I'm on one of these apps, and uh, I see his face pop up in this global search function. I check out his profile, and obviously he sees that I've checked out his profile, so he messages me, and we pick it back up again, and now I'm a bit more au fait with male attention. He says, look, I'm sorry if I scared you off, but I really do want to make you some glasses, so let me make you this pair, and I'll send them to you, and this time I followed through, and that's the ones I'm wearing now. Don't mind a free pair of glasses. And... Then we get to this third part of it all. If I mentioned the glasses were quite expensive, I'm really, I was at the time really quite broke. I had been studying for a PhD in astrophysics, which is obviously academia where all the money is, right? Students. After my PhD, I decided I want to go into science communication and that I'd get rich by uh, podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> um, How's that working out for you? I've got a job now. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't last very long. I didn't have any income. I didn't have uh, funds to spare. I couldn't afford to buy my own glasses. And so I do what every gay in the 21st century does when they need some cash and have a body. I sold a kidney. Well, not a kidney. It was an organ. I started selling some pictures. So shortly after opening up this OnlyFans, I'd started getting um, Facebook requests from random people who... The only mutual contact I had with them was this glasses maker guy. And they either wore really strong glasses or were friends with a lot of people with really strong glasses. So after maybe five or six people in the space of a week sent me some requests, I messaged them and said, look, I don't know who you are. Why me? How did you find me? And he sent me a link to this Tumblr, which was something like hot guys with glasses. And there behind the title in the banner image was my smiling face looking back at me. I don't mind that, except I hadn't consented. I didn't know that these photos were being used for this kind of stuff. You know, at this point, I'm okay with the attention, but that's kind of skeevy, right? If you're going to be a porn star, you want to know about it. Right. So I got in contact with with these admins and these mods of these Tumblr pages, and 
said, I don't mind, but here's my permission going forward. I'm going to start my own Tumblr and you can reblog and whatever. And it turns out there is a whole community of people who have glasses fetishes. They like the way that the face changes shape as you take off and put on glasses. The nerdy look, the weird transformative nature of glasses. I had no idea that this was a thing. So there was this one guy in France, he lived in Paris, and he uh, was messaging me over Tumblr. And he said, one day I'd love to see you on a Skype call. And at this point, I'm, I'm making my billions over podcasts. And my boyfriend is an actual accountant, not a, not a fake accountant, and was away in the office in the times before the um, Panettone. So I had the place to myself for the day. So I thought, what have I got to lose? I'm going to Skype this guy. And so he calls and I pick it up and he says, take your glasses off. Take my glasses off very, very slowly, the way that he said he likes it in the past. And then uh, as I put my glasses back on to see, all I can see is that he's, he stepped away from the camera and he's jerking off in his bathroom. You were doing it right then. Well, I'm doing it right. Clearly, he's having a good time. and It happened more than once. You're evidently a natural for this particular kink. Do you know, I think I might be. Not everyone has strong glasses. When I was younger, I was looking around at you know, what kind of percentage of people have particularly poor eyesight. I stumbled across a couple of forums where people would buy strong contact lenses to give themselves poor eyesight so that they could put on strong glasses and see properly. Oh, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with that. I'm uncomfortable with that too. It's, it's disability porn it, and it's, it is uncomfortable in that you are putting on this caricature of, of something that is a disability that somebody doesn't have control over. It's kind of degrading that somebody can just, for shits and giggles, spend twice as much money as you'd need to just to survive, just to get off. Pay for the contacts, pay for the glasses. When they could just use neither and see fine. Yeah. And by all means, if, if it's what gets you off, it's what gets you off. But these lenses are in short supply and they're very expensive. And it, it's, it's a lot, Scott. That's a lot. Yeah, it sounds it. So back to this French dude. I was bored at home and he was bored at home, obviously. And so for for a while, we were going back and forth and doing Skype calls and and having fun in the bathroom. And then one day I was at a conference in, in, in Birmingham, unfortunately, and he he was desperate to uh, to see me. And I was at a conference and couldn't really step away. And so he was begging me, he was saying, please, please just go to a bathroom stall um, take your glasses off. I'll be very quiet. Please, please. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm here and I'm socializing. I'll pay you 50 euros. That's something. I'll pay you 100 euros. That's something else. That's two somethings. And so over lunchtime, I uh, waited for the call to go back into the auditorium for that welcome back from lunch speech that everyone glazes over and went into a stall and slid my glasses off and put them back on and, you know, hey-ho presto. And he got his rocks off. I've done worse things in a public toilet stall. I have too. That was a fun trip to Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> so is that your move into doing it professionally then? Are you now a professional glasses fetish model? Professional assumes that I get paid for it regularly. I don't, uh, unless you count my accounting, which is a very meager income. It's, it's pocket money at best. I've not yet had enough income to, to buy myself a new pair of glasses. So the, the costs and the benefits do not weigh up. I ended up getting a full-time job that isn't sex work. Um, and so now that's taken very much sideline and I have not cash to splash, but uh, money to, to live on. Perhaps having short live videos with, with certain rates is the business model of the future, Scott. 
Why not? The taboo of getting your kit off on the internet seems to have fallen away in the last couple of years, especially since the Pandorica when everyone's been stuck at home. So I think, why not? If you can make a bit of extra money, but it's not even as if you're waving your willy around on camera. Oh, I am. I absolutely am. My willy, other people's willy. Well, I say other people's willies. Uh, This has all happened during the Pangina Heels, so I can't really play with other people's willies, which, which is a shame. But one day. One day my prince will come. As she washed the dishes with her other hand. <laughs> it must have been quite frustrating to move from a monogamous relationship, to move to a polyamorous one, only to then have lockdown happen and suddenly everyone's stuck inside with a Pantene Pro-V. I had six months of freedom to have fun and explore, and, and that I did, from train station bathrooms to joining the local Leathermen, seeing what's out there. Wow, you've been making up for lost time. I've been trying. <laughs> As a kid... uh Growing up rurally, having poor eyesight, I've I've also got uh, an impairment in my right arm, so I've always been disabled from birth, even without the eye thing going on. And so you socialise differently, and you're always sort of shy and retiring. And so my school break times were spent in the library. I, I didn't think I was very good at socialising. I lived my whole life until about my mid twenties, assuming that I'm an introvert and I'm not a people person, and just being generally a little bit miserable. And that's okay because we live and we learn. But when I moved to Glasgow, I decided I'd, I'd fuck all that and start again, start fresh. I had my boyfriend back in Swansea, so um, I had that lifeline, but also that tether, as it were, because at this point we still were monogamous. And I just sort of started coming out of myself a little bit, being weird me and doing things that I wanted to do and just claiming they were okay because they were and embracing who I was for who I am, right? And so just coming out of my shell and being myself a bit more. And so that's something I think we can all relate to. We, we all have to be ourselves and push ourselves out there a little bit more, right? Definitely, yeah. It's part of the fun. And then after teachers and going into polyamory, I, I decided, well, I've always been curious about sexy time this, but I've always applied this sort of uh, introverted socialization to sexy time stuff. And there's no reason to do that. Let's just go out there and be brave. Because it is a bit of a scary thing if you've not been doing this an awful lot and it's always been quite othered to you. You always see the gays at the bars and you look at them, you know, judgingly and scowlingly because that's the way the TV tells us to think. And so you have to be a little bit brave and just put your foot out there. And it starts with a friend that you know who you've always had that, that connection with. And it goes on to, you know, someone around the corner who you see on the street and give the eye. And before you know it, you're... Uh, in the bar in town with 30 men all dressed in leather. Um, that's a busy night, but well done you. Wow. <laughs> I think there is a community there. Uh, I feel a bit bad sometimes for leveraging that community for my own benefit. But if they're willing to pay and it's a niche community that they don't get an awful lot of content, why not? Do you run out of ideas? Oh, often. I ask subscribers for uh, content ideas all the time. A common recurring one is throw your glasses away and then scrabble around on the floor and try and find them and record it for me. That'd be lovely. Thank you very much. Which is interesting. And then obviously the more vanilla ones, like you in this position, you in that position, you with that person hanging off your knob. You know, why not? Once the vaccine kicks in, I think I'll be back into full productions. Ooh. You could do a, a public health thing where you're getting the vaccine while holding your glasses or while wearing your glasses or while... Just scrubbing around the floor, my hands and knees half blind with a needle stick in my arm. Or just a nurse behind you preparing to like really kind of inject you, as it were. Do you know what? I've got a friend who's a butler in the buff. I'm going to buy him the skimpiest nurse's outfit I can find and we'll do just that. Ooh. <laughs> With your audience, have you ever been tempted to move into other niche, sexy 
only fancy sorts of things like i don't know like feet or water sports or uh chaining someone up and spanking them to pull an example out of the air nothing nothing from from memory i'm sure scott definitely not a request or anything like that certainly okay. i wouldn't i wouldn't be that forward it's it's tricky because like i said i don't find the glasses stuff personally a turn on and so making that content i do find quite difficult there's only so much you can do with you know the perspective of looking through a lens or, or all that stuff and so it does tend to be a little bit varied not all strictly ocular some of it is reasonably vanilla but having only started the only fans a month before the pan pipe started playing last year um <laughs> there's been limited scope for for collaboration in air quotes for activities like water sports or chilling somebody to radiator not that I've not had the requests of this, that, the other. I've had feet. I've had glasses and feet together as a request, uh, which is easy enough to fill. Have you ever just balanced your glasses on your knob and pretended it was a very long nose? Because that would be the first thing I did <laughs> if someone said a glasses-based OnlyFans. It would be the first thing I would think of. <laughs> that's hilarious. No, but that's going to be my next post. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you very much. I've had like shots of the goods through the glasses resting on my belly. Then you get the perspective of little through the glasses and large outside. Oh, that's arty. Oh, very well done. And get you for the large outside. So is your OnlyFans still going? Did you want to plug it? Is that a thing? It is still going. I'm not making regular content, but I do plan to get back to it. And so if you do want to throw me a little bit, you can search just Brinley and you'll find it. The the good thing about having a unique name is that I'm very easy to find, but the bad thing about having a unique name is that I'm very easy to find. Is there anything else you want to plug while we're here? You can find my podcast by searching for SciCurious, S-C-I-C-U-R-I-O-U-S. So that's like science curious as opposed to sexually curious. It's a bit of both. It's the podcast that has LGBT people in STEM and gets to know the queer side of science. And you can uh, see my upcoming drag showcase, Science is a Drag, on Alan Turing's birthday, June the 23rd. Just check out at Drag Science on Twitter. So this is our fourth show. We had uh, a guest appearance from Lawrence Cheney on the last one. We're hoping to get Tia Coffee in her Alan Turing attire, as well as coding drag queen analytical. Nice. Yep. See what they did there. Yeah. <laughs> And that's all for this episode. I am joyfully indebted to Brinley for contacting me with his story in the first place. If you want to do the same, go to probablytruepodcast.com for the link. I'm also doing some live stream chats on the socials every now and then, so follow me there if you're interested in those. Otherwise, I shall talk to you again soon. Fuckity bye. That was Probably True, the multi-award-winning storytelling podcast created to remind all of our queer siblings that we are none of us alone. If you like what you heard and you want me to keep doing it, you can support the show at patreon.com forward slash probably true. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.